0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standard Grim Only Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Ben Standig. I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic. It is Tuesday, uh, early evening of a short week here in the Commanders world. The Commanders, of course, back in action Thursday at FedEx Field against the Chicago Bears. I'll be out there for that, as will J.P. Finley from 106.7 The Fan and N.B. NBC4 Washington, JP and I chatted today on the podcast. I'll play that for you guys in a few minutes. We kind of bounced around all over the place, uh, but, you know, discussed, obviously, kind of our take our final impressions from the Philadelphia loss that we carry forward with us, good or bad, um, What kind of where things are, obviously, overall. With this team, and we got into some other random topics. We 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 brought the point spread game back to uh, to action. Uh, uh, We got some Maryland versus Virginia talk going on, so we'll get to all that in a few minutes. In addition, we taped this before Ron Rivera's press conference today, and JP and I discussed Quan Martin, and obviously he's not the defensive the rookie defensive back that we've all been talking about for the last couple days. But it is an interesting dynamic and I'm going to also play for you what Ron Rivera had to say when we discussed how is it that the second round pick, uh, uh, versatile sit defensive back, hasn't played a defensive snap this year in light of the fact that obviously for Emmanuel Forbes had some struggles the other day. Uh, so we'll get to that in a few moments here on the Standard Room Only podcast, which of course you can find on iTunes. Spotify or anywhere you do your podcasting, you can of course. Uh, well, actually, you, you can, but I would appreciate it if you did hit that subscribe button or like. Or if you have, if you're an iTunes person, have a moment to leave a comment um, about the podcast. That is greatly appreciated. Also, uh, on the Athletic today, had a story up about the defense. In that, it's not like the defense is playing poorly, but they're more inconsistent than we thought. They maybe were going to be in the first couple of games. And specifically, they have not had those dominant stretches um, and the importance of that considering the way this team was constructed. So you can check out that on The Athletic in addition to what I wrote and did what David Aldridge wrote over the weekend at Philadelphia. Um, from an injury standpoint, you know, this is a weird week because of the, the short week. So it's kind of hard to know exactly where things are at. Again, this team is very has been very fortunate so far this year with injuries. For almost really nothing, right? If you look at the defense, the only starter who I think has missed any game, right, is Chase Young missing the opener. Other than that, all the other projected 11 players have been out there. Um, on offense, Logan Thomas missed a little bit of time, and that's really... It as well. So they've been a pretty healthy group. Um, That's had some names uh, who were limited today in practice. Jahan Dotson, who hurt his ankle against the Eagles. Christian Holmes with a back uh, issue. He didn't practice. M- well, well, anyway, he's limited. Chris Rodriguez, who was out last week with an illness, is also limited. And Curtis Samuel with a quad, also listed as limited. I, I don't have any sense that any of those people are going to be out. I, I don't know about Christian Holmes to be to be honest, meaning I haven't really checked in on that one. But in terms of the receivers, I don't have a sense that anybody is out, but we will see on Thursday. Um, Again, the team does not – whatever they're going to do tomorrow, Wednesday, we will not be out there for that. So they are done for the practice week as far as the media is concerned as of today. Um, I do want to make one note here of something that's important to to people who are going to be going to the game, and that is uh, Metro – and the commanders have, have come to an agreement in which Metro is going to stay open late, uh, which is huge because obviously, you know, it, it, it's hard to take Metro to a night game if they're going to be closing shop early, but they will be, um, staying open late. And there was also an announcement of like a five year, uh, partnership. And maybe it's more of a marketing thing than anything else, but it's another example of how this organization is moving past the Dan Snyder, uh, era and more to the point I guess how the rest of the community the business community is embracing the commanders again so hopefully this is a good thing I know the metro is not exactly right next door to the stadium but you know it is walkable for those who were willing and the fact that it is um going to be available post uh, you know after the game hopefully if people do it take it then we'll you know bode well for traffic um well, you know lessening traffic Uh, For sure. Um, Speaking of sort of that organizational vibe, uh, Ron Rivera today was asked about how a year ago they played the Chicago Bears on a Thursday night, and it was a night where... uh, It was a day, I should say, where... It was one of those stories came out um, about Dan Snyder, and it it was, you know... (laughs) More more uh, insight into all the all the uh, investigations, everything going on with, with Snyder. And that was also, of course, post-game when Ron Rivera uh, had a rant about, you know, he, he's the one that scouted Carson Wentz and things like that. But he was asked, basically, how does it feel a year later with everything that's changed, notably the ownership. And he said, quote, very fortunate. Things have changed and it's been different. It's been refreshing. As we talked about this a few weeks back, um if you guys remember when you came in and your biggest concern obviously was the long snapper at that time, that was my question. Uh, I remember that question. What's when that's your biggest concern as a player or position or something on the field, that's really cool. It's one of those things that we're very fortunate to be where we are. What, uh, Josh Harris and his group have brought has been very different and it's allowed me, it's allowed us to keep the focus on football, the players as it should be in what we do on the field. You know, I, I I know that we're all hyper aware that Dan Snyder no longer owns this team, and we will you know we're we'll, we're all curious to see what Josh Harris and his group do eventually once you know they feel ready to to make some moves in whatever to whatever ways that means. But just the vibe, as Rivera said, to be able to focus on football independent of anything else, we can still quibble over you know why isn't Quan Martin playing more? Why do they why do they draft him? Or we can quibble over. Um, the offensive line or play calling or any of those things but at least those are the things we are supposed to be discussing the football stuff not these extra uh, off the field matters and and it is very true that that is not an issue for this uh, team right now so that is good news on that front Uh, other than that the commanders are well aware that the bears are zero and four and you know you can look past that kind of a team they're talking like a group that is also aware that they should not be doing that. Uh, Justin Fields coming off his best game of the season, maybe of his career as a passer, at least, uh, in Chicago's loss to Denver. He, you know, he really torched Washington last year on the ground. So I think they're going to be very focused on stopping him for sure. And obviously, hope they hope that the confidence that was gained in Philadelphia you know I mean obviously they're all frustrated that they ended up losing but particularly on offense there were a lot of positives and this team overall bounced back after that miserable week three they've been you know competitive in three of the four games and you know Buffalo may be the best team in the league so take that for what it's worth not not not, not to say 37 to 3 is acceptable you know what I'm saying I just mean it didn't happen to the sisters of the poor so that is what's going on there now uh Before we get to my conversation with JP, here's what Ron Rivera had to say today. I asked him about Quan Martin, uh, and uh, he answered that, and then he had a follow-up. There was a follow-up as well. So we'll get to that, and then I'll react to the other side. All right, so there you go. That's Ron Rivera from earlier today. And look again, this is not a making any kind of a judgment at where any of these players will will turn out over the course of their career. Who's to say? None of us can say. But for now, what we can say is obviously Emmanuel Forbes is playing a lot. Other than that, uh, here, here's you know here's what we're looking at here. Uh, Quan Martin has not played on defense. KJ Henry has not played. Uh, Ricky Stromberg filled in a couple snaps when uh, Sam Cosme was out. He's played four snaps. Chris Rodriguez, we've seen him briefly. He's played six snaps. And Andre Jones, the seventh round pick, has played four snaps. So what? what is that? Uh, 14 snaps, I think, plus Forbes. You know, And obviously, Braden Daniels, I didn't mention, he was placed on... Long-term IR before season-ending IR before the season started, so you know it, it's just notable, and this is why I, I harp on so much about process. It's not always to me the result; it's what's the process to get to you to um, to your ultimate choice. And you know, you never know. You can make all the right calls, and the player doesn't work out for some reason. That happens. But what's the process? And here, when you drafted two defensive backs in the first two rounds, when you already had Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Just, plus Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, Percy Butler, okay. I mean, that's fine to draft those guys, but what's the plan? When when Rivera says that there's too many many guys ahead of Martin, on the surface, that just can't really be an acceptable answer. I think the reality is Quan Martin's gotten off to a slow start. He has had, you know, a couple of injuries here. He's Healthy to go for this week, to be clear. Um, he has played some special teams, has had some ups and downs there as well. But, you know, if all was working out, tell me still how, what is happening here. Either, if he's playing, then presumably that means Percy Butler isn't, and I'm not saying Percy Butler needs to be starting, but you drafted Percy Butler in the fourth round last year. And... You know, when you have Emmanuel Forbes, who's struggling in that game. Well, one option would be putting Benjamin St. Just outside, putting Quan Martin at the slot corner. But now Emmanuel Forbes isn't playing. And I know you're probably some of you might be saying, well, maybe he shouldn't have been playing as much last game. I get that. But, you know, he's a first round pick. He's done some good things so far. Obviously, that wasn't his best performance the other day, but he's been pretty good. All right. He's had some good moments. We'll we'll say even in that game, he did. And you know there's always injuries, and you know they've been healthy so far. But it's just like, what's the plan? If everything works out, how do you get all these people playing? And you know that's the same thing with Ricky Stromberg. Um, you know the, the the two defensive ends. That's more. Of a, that's a different deal. Just because they obviously had a lot of depth at that spot, and honestly, the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Whatever you want to do, go go ahead. I mean, you know, hopefully you put the you draft the guy who can make the team. But beyond that, I'm not. There's no expectations, at least for me, about those guys playing. But rounds one, two, and three, and maybe four, yeah, I, I think there's got to be some kind of expectation that they're going to play. And you know, like I said, I think ultimately right now Quan Martin just had a slow start, and th- this was Rivera's way of sort of getting around that without saying that, but to suggest that a second round pick. Isn't automatically going to play. I I don't think any. I don't know that anybody really believes that. I'm not. I'm. I'm. You know. I I think if you ask any team and they say, "Hey, second round pick," other than unless that player is a quarterback coming in behind a veteran, or you know, maybe it's a tackle behind the 36 year old tackle who's going to be retiring after the year or something. There's not many scenarios where that guy isn't playing, especially at at a at a group where you're playing five or six guys every snap. In any event, we'll see what happens with Quan Martin. Hopefully, um, he gets out on the field at some point. I, I I think there's some good things there for sure. Versatile player. We've seen uh, they, they like those kinds of guys. But right now, other than Emmanuel Forbes, they're just not getting anything out of their, out of their draft picks, in part because they're just not playing. And it's hard to see how that's changing anytime soon, especially if Rivera is saying that uh, they've got too many guys ahead of Quan Martin right now, and that's why he's being kept out. Um, All right, all that said, let's get to J.P. Finley, and I discussed this as well. I probably just repeated a few things I said to him, but, you know, we're going to accept that. Um, So let's get to that. J.P. Finley, again, 106.7 The Fan, NBC4 here in D.C. at J.P. Finley, NBCS on Twitter. I'm, of course, at Ben Standig. So here we go, Talking Commanders here on the Standard Grimoli Podcast all right uh, it's an all BCC podcast always gotta like those JP Finley let's go Barons. let's go Barons. JP Finley uh, 106.7 the fan NBC sports 4 I can't even you literally are like I, I know all the things you do but I literally need the list do you I mean do you? how do you like typically how do you introduce yourself are you 106.7 the fan or it just depends on where you are
1: um I'd probably still go with NBC honestly just cause that's like habit um I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, plus,
0: like, T, I mean, let's be real. TV is a bigger deal than radio. No disrespect to uh, our fine folk, your fine colleagues, and uh, some of mine as well, I guess. But, you know, TV yeah. is a bigger deal.
1: It's just, I, I typically, I've gotten in the habit, especially when we were, I learned this trick from Mitch Tischler way back. Um, when it was like CSN, Comcast, Comcast Sportsnet, Mid-Atlantic. Like, when you would introduce yourself with that, people are like, what the hell is that? All right. And so I learned Mitch long ago, like we'd be at the Combine or something. He'd just be like, yeah, NBC Sports. And it was so much easier. And people are like, oh, okay. So I just go with that. Even though, you know, it's certainly not NBC Sports Washington anymore. It's monumental. I don't, maybe I need to change my Twitter handle. I don't know. A lot of, lot of decisions.
0: What is your sort of Twitter handle, NBCSW.
1: No, it's just NBCS. And I kind of feel like I can just keep that because I still work for NBC. Well, the
0: good thing is, like, before when it was the original blue checkmark version, if you changed it, right, you, lost it, it. you lost it. Now, right. obviously, you, you you have joined.
1: Yeah, you know what? An open apology to you because you <laughs> took it very personally that I made fun of everybody paying for Twitter. And I've now done it. And I will confess why I did it because Elon pays you for it. So that that was an investment that has already made a profit in Two three months.
0: Oh, I'll look at look at you! That's, uh, it's almost like it's I think a, I made like six bucks. We're, we're just gonna tag that to your list of, uh, of jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So one of your jobs here today is to help uh, me discuss this team. We're we're talking on Tuesday afternoon. They're practicing today. Uh, game Thursday, of course. Um, I don't. We don't have to go back to the to the Eagles game, but like I, 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 two days out, I still feel oddly more positive than I do thinking, well, they blew that one. I, you know, be, between the Sam Howell of it all and just the fact that, like, you know, they were much more competitive, that the Bills thing, based on the four games, the Bills thing just feels more outlier than sense of what's to come. So that's kind of where I'm at, at two days later, where are you at?
1: Yeah, I think I roughly agree. I don't, I think the way the Bills beat up the Dolphins, it might be, damn, the Bills were really, really good, too. Um But yeah, I think it's a more positive vibe because offensively they were really good. Uh, How it was the game everybody wanted to see, right? Because if you want to see the world through like burgundy and gold-colored glasses, you can look at the the first ever start against the Cowboys and be really fired up. But I think he had 11 completions in that game, you know? Like it wasn't that exciting, so so the world understands standing somehow as like the leaning power of a piece of water bottle. Right, there's I have like, an
0: Aquafina water bottle, and it can't stand up straight. Like, just by itself, I don't know what is happening here.
1: Um, so I think there's a lot of excitement about how, because that was a game, I, what really stood out to me, and I asked him about this, was he finally used his legs. He had six six rushes against the Eagles and five in the first three games. And, and a lot of those were like clutch third down runs picking up first downs I think that's now he's getting hit way too much and eventually that's gonna be a factor but that was he was getting hit too much without running so you might as well run and maybe it'll even limit some of the hits um
0: do we need to ask him as we did with rg3 about sliding, sliding?
1: it'll get there I mean if this keeps going uh, the 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 first problem, though, is the, are, are the sacks, right? I mean, you're still at six a game. He's got 24 through four games. That's alarming. Um, and then, it, but if, if the sack count goes down and then he's running and taking up unnecessary contact, hell yeah, that becomes a real topic. But, like, I mean, the kids get beat up pretty consistently. I, I, I really think the Bears game is interesting in that they don't rush the passer at all. They have two sacks through four games, so if they have a pressure problem this week, it's a them problem.
0: Right, right, for for sure. By the way, isn't it incredible, after only four games, the nine sacks they allowed against um, the Buffalo. Bills isn't even the, 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 the highest number allowed in the division after the Giants gave up 11?
1: <laughs> that is insane. Dude, watching that last night, Jones had no chance. No chance. And he's a good runner. And he's been in the league, what, four years now? This might be his fit. 2019. Like, like Howell in the Bills game and, you know, some of those games, just not getting rid of the ball because he doesn't know what he's seeing. He's probably a little scared. Doesn't want to throw picks, whatever it was. Jones, to whatever level of quarterbacking he is, is past that. So that was crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean... You know, we're all waiting. You know, waiting to see what Sam Howell turns out to be. Yeah. Uh, and there is different levels of a starting quarterback. That like guy's still am one of those people, and maybe it's because Daniel Jones always has crushed this team. But like, I think he's fine. You can you can use him. But the key is that they then lose Saquon Barkley. They lose their starting left tackle, who's one of the better tackles in the league. And all of a sudden, it's all. It's all a debacle. He's 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 contingent on the other guys around him lifting him up. And when, when you have a young quarterback like Hal, that's like part of the deal. But that's part of the deal just because of the youth. We don't know if it's going to be part of the deal overall. And that's where it's interesting. It's not just whether, okay, hey, right now it's about what's the, what are the steps? Can he be able to get starter? But then the question is, what does that mean? Is he a starter? You're like, I wouldn't want him starting on my fantasy team, although I probably will be this week because I have him and Daniel Jones. <laughs> or... Uh, or you know, is he a guy that's ultimately a lot more? We have a ways to go before we get to that, but that's I actually you know it's interesting to watch the Giants because that's part of the the story ultimately for the quarterback. It's what level are you at?
1: Yeah, totally. And I think like in DC, that benchmark at least for for probably in hindsight, stupidly was Kirk. Like oh, you can't pay Kirk, right? Like, I think. I think nationally and kind of in the like sports football fan mindset, there's more of an understanding now of just the cost for quarterbacks and a guy like Daniel Jones, Kirk. I mean, you know, there's guys out there that you're like, damn, that dude makes 42 mil or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's what it costs to pay for a quarterback. So dude, we got what at least a year, if not more, at least what do they have? Well, he's 13 got 13 games left and then 17 next year. At least 30 games before that's even a possibility of a conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, 100 100% me me even mentioning that is way right. premature, but it was just to the point of watching the Giants who just paid their guy and
1: now they, they that contract that, that's one of the the big like the agents want X number reported and then the real number looks a lot different. But, you know, he still is on the books next year for 43 or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and it's also interesting with the Bears because I always point to, like I, I wrote the other day that after the Bills game, that I almost don't care what else happens the rest of this year. They just need to play Sam Howe because either you've you got to get out of the middle. They've been in that 7-8 win range oh. for the last seven years. Either he's really good and you got a guy, or it doesn't work out at all and you have a top-10 pick. And the Bears, you know, they were the team that traded up for Justin Fields. But at seven and nine that year, they went. Washington wins the division. They shouldn't with that record. And if they don't, they're picking tenth or eleventh. Right. Decent chance, I would bet they take Justin Fields, or at least you know, strongly consider it. Now, who knows what he would be doing? I have not been that impressed. So far, but I, I always look at him as the sort of the, the alternate timeline, these sliding doors. Yeah. If, if the 7 and 9 record had been a normal situation, they're the team with him, and we'll see what he does. And I know Sam Howells asked today if he compares himself to anybody like Fields. He's like, no, I don't bother with that. But the rest of us, to some degree, that, that'll be part of the conversation, I think, on Thursday.
1: Yeah, my sliding door is always, I guess, the year before with Chase, with Haskins. Oh, Haskins. If Dan doesn't force the Haskins pick, and then they bottom out, and then the next year you're picking second overall, that how different is everything? Because right. you're talking to her, Herbert. You know? It, how different is everything? 100%. And, and there's so many, oh, my God, Dan, messed this up moments just from football. The other stuff is even worse. But that is the most recent and the most egregious, I think. Um, but, you know, the, the other thing you talked about – they don't want to be in the middle anymore. You know who it appears ain't a middle guy? Josh Harris. It's <laughs> like, look at what he did with the Sixers. I, I'm, not, I'm not pretending to know, but it's my understanding he, he went through a similar tear-it-down, build-it-back-up thing with the Devils. Um, I don't think they're going to be a middler here.
0: Well, and I, I talked about this last week, but, yeah, the we've all been discussing that for the coaching staff, or the front officer, everybody, Ron, Inc., to keep their jobs winning is probably the best hope they can do and even that may not be enough whatever whatever that define that is but now that we're here I wonder if part of the thought would be it's not so much winning it's being in line with the Josh Harris mindset which is to my point of staying with Sam Howe because if you go to Brissett, sure there's gonna be a higher floor oh, yeah. you may have a better chance to win up on a regular but you're Based on history, you know, for all we know, Jacoby could be the next Geno Smith. But realistically, it's back where they've been in the in the in the in the heineke Fitzpatrick, you know, all that stuff, and that gets you back in the middle. And that's what I wonder it, if, if 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 anybody thinks about that over there. I don't I, don't.
1: I don't think there's a win total, a realistic win total that keeps everybody around. I don't think they're getting to twelve. Right, I, like they're not going to be proven to be good enough that you've got to bring this crew back. I think the the avenue to everybody coming back is yo. We've got something in Sam. Let us keep building. And and even if that means nine wins, that you know, I think nine and eight with Jacoby were seconds, everybody can.
0: Exactly, and that's why I think. And, and I was saying that I purposely wrote it before or right after the Bills game, in case you know how he can't have four interception, and nine sack again. Right. But like you know, if it just he looked you know like a young quarterback, right. would it have been? Instead, obviously they had. A pretty, um, a pretty good uh, pretty good game. Um, all right, here's a different topic. We've talked a lot about Emmanuel Forbes. I'm sure you guys have done it, a ton about uh, his struggles in the game the other day, and I wrote about it a little bit today along with the defense. I was thinking about this, though, like, okay, he's getting absolutely beat by the Eagles and A.J. Brown in particular, and, okay, it's going to happen to any good buddy or whatever. I mean, it was pretty, pretty bad, but, okay, he's a young guy. But I kept thinking, like, well, what else could they do? Like, what's the substitution? If this was basketball, it would be easy to say, hey, we got to change this up. we got to, you know, do whatever. The problem is that despite going back to the summer and, like, all the depth they had in the secondary, it's almost like they don't have any anymore. But when you consider that, like, Danny Johnson's a guy who, whenever they use him, he's fine, but they don't ever want to use him until they have to, hasn't played a defensive snap this year. They specifically draft... like I think you would have liked to have moved, St. Juice outside to deal with A.J. Brown, just based on size. But that means somebody has to play in the slot. They draft the guy in the second round, Quan Martin. He's played zero defensive snaps this year.
1: When did the concussion come?
0: He missed one game.
1: Um, So he got concussed in the Broncos game?
0: I think that's right. I lost track. But yeah, but what it's one thing to say it hasn't started or whatever no snaps and that's crazy and that is like you know you know with Percy Butler and, and Forbes in general he's still been had some good moments over the four games of course I'm just saying like, if they, I was like thinking like what else could they do and like they're kind of hamstrung I
1: thought I, it's especially interesting with the Quan Martin stuff like they just keep getting nothing out of second rounders but and it's premature to say there but um, I thought this because you and I were watching, and they didn't connect on any of that deep stuff till the third quarter, but there was plenty of it there early, like from our vantage point at the pre- in the press box. Um, I thought you could have just tried to switch things up, like Forbes getting beat. He's a skinny little guy. Like put him on Devonte Smith and and move St. Juice or Fuller over or rotate your safeties. Like I get they were trying to sell out against the run, which I understand because DeAndre Swift had been killing people. And the Eagles' run game is just, it's like, you know how a boa constrictor doesn't bite you to kill you? It, like, suffocates you to kill you? Right. That's like the Eagles' run game. It just grinds you all the way down, and next thing you know, they've possessed the ball and scored enough, and you just are are cooked. Um, I think they wanted to prevent that from happening, so I'm not mad at that strategically. But I think at some point, they needed and Rod said, hey, he's a rookie. we got to let him learn. That was a learning opportunity. Cool, but you're also trying to win the game. And they're beating you that way.
0: Yeah. Um, something was off. But, it just, yeah, like I said, it just reminded me that, like, because there was a point this year, and, I, you know, I think uh, anybody who's ever been to spring training, I don't mean as a reporter, but just, you know, spring training because you can't really come up. Oh, well, you can come by the practice is what I'm not saying. That, training, it, there's yeah. so much optimism and you can get caught up in the optimism. And I think, I remember, like, towards the end of uh, training camp, boy, they're going to have to make some tough cuts. And then they made their cuts. I was like, ah, well, wait a minute. Nobody, got, up. <laughs> Nobody gets well, picked that's up. that's every year, dude.
1: That's Asperm Syndrome. Um, yeah, I,
0: I heard somebody coin that term.
1: Um, but, dude, so last night, though, uh, a dear friend of mine, my neighbor lives around the corner, a huge Giant fan, right? And I walked over to his house to watch, like, the second half until that pick six, and I just went to bed. But... Um, we were kind of joking. Like, how much excitement was there out in New York about the kid from Tennessee, Darren Waller, and, like, all these weapons, and they're terrible. So, I do think there's some of that every preseason, every sport, every team. Sure. You know, like...
0: Wait, and you just, it goes to show, like, the Giants. Like, I, I thought they would make... I had them making the playoffs. And then the first game, they lose, what was it, 41 nothing? and 40 And yeah. it has not... They have not... What, was it you that tweeted out they've been leading this year for 19 seconds? Yeah. How's that possible? By the way, 19 seconds. Like, what? What, what did they run? The other team run the kickback?
1: No, they beat the Cardinals.
0: Oh, 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 so they oh! They oh. got in
1: the lead with 19 seconds remaining.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, all right. Uh, I have. Uh, told JP we're going to do this, and I haven't done this for a couple episodes, so we're going to do this now as a way to You're
1: gonna throw wacky, wacky stuff at me. Yeah.
0: I will, a little bit of a little bit of football and a little bit of wacky. It's the it's the point spread game oh, that doesn't have a name yet. Uh, two two things, somewhat I like random. Just the
1: point spread game.
0: You know, as you have probably known, having known me a little bit, I can tend to make things more complicated than <laughs> they need to be. So that seems like a reasonable call. All right, so I mentioned the quarterbacks. So give me the point spread. You can I, you can make it for this game, or you can just make it in general. What's the line between Sam Howell? And Justin Fields
1: um, I think at the start of this season it would have been Fields minus 10 I, there was so much excitement around Fields um, improved as a passer finally got DJ Moore etc cetera, etc cetera. I think prior to week 4 I don't know both of them I mean Howell was coming off a dog of the game against the Bills Fields had gotten nothing going all year. I know because I haven't been fantasy. So Fields finally was able to throw the ball with some success against Denver. Howell's coming off his best game as a pro? You know, at at some point for Fields, the inability to throw is not just the coach's fault. Like at some point, it's his fault. Yeah. Um, And I listened to part of my take, uh, the Barstool podcast. And one of those guys, Big Cat, is a huge Bears fan. And they had Booger McFarland, who i really like as an analyst on. And both those guys, one, like, hardcore fan, and then Booger, who I think really knows ball, were like, Fields ain't it. Um, and I think, I don't know, I don't know if Howell is or isn't, but there's at least a possibility there. And I'd say, like, a, Intriguing possibility So I would make Howell Like a surprise short favorite um, You know If home field's three Maybe I, I I make it one of those weird ones That you never know which side to bet But like two two and a half Howell minus two two and a half
0: Yeah I, I, I like that I'm, I'm not a field guy I haven't been a field guy People get so excited about the running quarterbacks And there's nothing wrong with that that can't be the whole thing, and like my mind tends to go all the way to the postseason. And if you can't, if you can't stand in the pocket and throw and deliver a first down on third and eight, I'm not that interested. And well, he's shown he's not shown any of that ability. Think
1: about, I, I think Hertz is both this incredible example for young passers, but also a really big dose of reality because Hertz was just a runner. I mean remember that first year he started when they kind of benched Carson down the stretch and went to jail and like he was not a good passer and now he absolutely is like maybe it's coaching but hurts had a coaching <clears throat> change he's had multiple coordinators now like he fixed it he he made that work if you were told me- about Josh Allen dude Josh Allen was super inaccurate and fixed it and made it work and they have at least had coordinator changes up there um like for fields we're we talking the 2019 draft, 2020, 21. 21, Sorry, okay, but it's his third NFL season. Last year was Hertz's third season, wasn't it? And he was almost the MVP.
0: I think that's right. And, well, if you if you had told me the quarterback that Nick Saban benched for Tua would yeah, be this so guy, I'd be like, no chance. Right. I mean, Hertz looked like Dude, pretty I good. I
1: remember in the s the the national title game. My lock of the century was under Jalen Hurts completions, and I I went heavy for me in that on that. And I remember telling other guys I was watching the game with. Now, sure enough, he gets pulled, so it hits by a mile. But like, he couldn't throw; he could not throw. And now he's that throw he had to Dallas Goddard on Sunday. Like he's he's a great pocket passer.
0: Yeah. No, he's his 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 growth. I mean, look—he was a second-round pick in the NFL. That might as well be a twelfth-round pick if you're a quarterback. I if you in Washington, <laughs> right? All right. Um, here's one. Now, you have as as, a, as as the host of a radio show and of the uh, on television. You know, you have to appeal to a wide audience. You cannot show bias towards anything local. But I'm going to make you point spread: Maryland versus Virginia. Oh, by, by the way... colleges I'll, or the state? The state. I, I'm going to... By the way, I'll, I'll say how minus one before just to be... Okay. Make sure, so we're in the same yeah. part of town. So, Maryland, the state versus Virginia, the state. And if you want to just keep it to northern versus, you know, the, the Beltway. If you want to keep it to the Beltway area rather than including Richmond, that's fine.
1: Um. So, this is weird because I live in Maryland. Ben and I live like a mile from each other. Um. I'm fairly down on the state of Maryland dude I'm totally honest with you like- I, uh where we live in Montgomery County they just continually raise taxes um and not to get political here I, there were a lot of decisions throughout the pandemic that I, that other jurisdictions weren't making that I thought were overkill um I, the fact that I can't buy beer at the grocery store drives me absolutely nuts
0: it is odd um in 2023.
1: Yeah, they, let alone I'm not even asking for a gas station. But the we, we can gamble legally, and they're selling pot everywhere you turn. You, I can't buy beer at the grocery store. Um, speed cameras, red light cameras. Um, I, I I also now some of this is maybe skewed by B Mitch constantly shouting it at me, but I think Virginia from like a job create here's one. Think about the inner county connector, right? I started hearing about that getting built when we were children, and it finally got built. I think I was like thirty-five. Or that purple line train? How's that going?
0: Well, the inter- stuff com-
1: happens in Virginia.
0: The Inner County Connector thing. Now it's not does it, where it's located. And this it's not would be for extremely us.
1: Extremely unpopular, considering uh, I bet a lot of your listeners are Maryland folk.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same as you. I don't know yeah, where yeah. they all live. The intercounty connector—it's in part because I don't—we're not up there; it's higher up in the county. I don't—I I never hear anybody tell me to.
1: Go. It's awesome now, yeah, but, but it just, took thirty-five years to build, right? Virginia just builds stuff, dude.
0: And also, the purple one—it's gonna wreck up. Uh, is, it, is it gonna wreck Columbia Country Club, which uh, I imagine means something to you, or is that not, or we, have they move past that?
1: No, so the, Columbia already built out; like they're built for it, and you know it's a thing, but they've mitigated as much as they can and. You really only notice it on like going from first to the second hole. And then I want to say it's 14 to 15, if I have that right. Um, but there, I mean, that place is so good at what they do. They're going to mitigate it, but it's not running. Right. It appears to be like mired in lawsuits and whatever else. Whereas that Silver Line, I see it every day driving to Ashburn. Um, I, now,
0: all, right, all that sounds.
1: Okay. I think it's Virginia by a touchdown. Wow. But I think I would take the points. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I've lived in both places. I mean, you know, obviously we work out here, and we make a lot of points. I will add one. Uh, not saying it's a particular importance to me, but Maryland did legalize pot, as you noted. Just, just, just. Is it not out here? I don't think it is.
1: So, but there's also different levels. Like Maryland's like recreational, right? Whereas maybe they have medicinal. Well, here. No, they have
0: medicinal in Maryland. I don't.
1: Now I, it's just straight recreational
0: yeah, 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 yeah. There's a
1: weed store next to Talbert's.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's kind of uh, it's kind of everywhere. All right. We need to hustle, apparently, because apparently they opened up the locker room. Oh, all right. But la- last question. Caleb Williams, if I tell you that they can get Caleb Williams or the stadium goes at RFK, you can only have one. Caleb. Caleb. You're willing to accept the stadium anywhere else for... And we're, we're, we're not dismissing Sam Howell. I'm just saying...
1: Uh, no. Dude, RFK would be dope, but if you get Mahomes... Who cares where you play? You can play on the moon. <laughs>
0: right. Fair enough. Uh, 106.7, 10-2, Monday to Friday. You can find him on 8,000 other uh, outlets, including what is the Beltway? Beltway Football. Football monumental Sports Network, baby. And what's your just quick prediction for Thursday?
1: They win. Ugly, kind of grinder, like 23-12.
0: All right. Well, we'll, well, you know, take the with three and two after week five, people would take. Uh, JP, you rock. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, big thanks to JP, Fee, J.P. Finley for his time. Thanks to everyone here, as always, for checking out the podcast, checking out The Athletic. Always appreciate it. Uh, hope you guys have fun if you're out there on Thursday. It's a post, It's apparently another sellout, the third straight sellout of the year, so kudos to everyone who's making that happen. And uh, hopefully, you know, enough of you to take the Metro so I don't get stuck in traffic. I'm going to be there. Oh, my. It's not really going to happen anyway because I'll be going out early. Although that's the problem with these uh, night games. you get We all have to deal with rush hour traffic to boot, so fingers crossed on that. Anywho, that's it for now. Ben Standing signing off. Until next time.